When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome to another Talking Real Money Daily Podcast. I'm Don McDonald. Thanks for listening. And also, please do me a favor. Tell friends about the podcast. The more, the merrier. Seriously. And the more people we can reach, the better off people are going to be. We really need to reach everybody possible because there is so much bad advice out there. Today on the show, once again, got a topic I want to cover that I think is of reasonable importance, particularly to you, those of you that are younger, and we're getting more and more younger listeners. Thank you all. Uh, But still, some of the stuff you're doing, eh, need to work on that. Plus, we'll take a call. 855-935-8255 is our number. 855-935-TALK. It's free and easy. You can call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Plus, we'll define a term. I have an interesting term to define today. So we've reached the end of another week. Um, the The stock market's still there, still standing. Actually uh, had a pretty good week this week, all things considered. So, you know, that's all we can expect. We can't predict the future, but we know it's going to go up more than it's going to go down, right? Yeah, we pretty much know that. Well, we don't know it for sure, but if it doesn't do that, then we're all in trouble. Now, let's start with this. I've mentioned it before. I'm getting up in years. I've been doing a financial talk radio show or podcast for 30 years now. And when I started doing this, when I started managing money, working with money, I was in my 20s, my late 20s. And I thought I was so darn smart, right? Those of you in your 20s and your 30s know what I'm talking about. You thought you knew everything there was to know, pretty much everything. And, and, and hey, I know you're probably very intelligent. I was very intelligent. But there's a difference between intelligence and smart. I was nowhere near as smart as I am today. Do you know why? Lack of perspective. Let me explain. It's relatively well-known, but not believed by those who are younger generally, that the more experience you have, the better you're going to understand whatever it might be, including money and investing. I once believed, I honestly believed it. You can go back and listen to my old shows. As a matter of fact, we're going to start putting some of those old shows up on our, uh, our streaming radio channel. Real Money Talk Radio. You can go back and listen to those. And and I, I act like I could pick stocks because I would do some research and I thought I was smart as smart as anybody. And I thought I could figure out which ones might rise or fall based on that research. I had a lot of friends who believed they were confident enough in their skill set to flip real estate. And my gosh, up until 2007, 
you know, they were doing, some of them were doing it pretty successfully. And then I had a whole bunch of friends and people in the business when I was a broker who believed in the predictive power of those squiggly lines on the charts. Now, remember back to the, for those of you who are old enough, remember back to the 1990s when tech stocks were hot and people were buying almost any idea that came down the, the pike and some of them succeeded, but most of them ended up failing. Real estate in the 2000s was the rage. But by 2008, the market didn't just cool, it collapsed. And these folks who leveraged themselves into the hilt, which is the rule of thumb in real estate, were declaring bankruptcy left and right. I had a good friend um, and his wife. He was a retired general, and she was a very well-known very successful real estate broker and they bought a lot of properties through the 2000s and leveraged and leveraged and leveraged themselves up and they lost everything everything they were pretty smart but they didn't they didn't have enough perspective charters day traders they think they can make a lot of money but there is no evidence anywhere that they have long-term success but it's that craving for quick money that keeps the steady stream of what I call greater fools rushing in until the day comes when they stop rushing in. And these days, you know, I attended the FinCon convention. Uh, I was asked to write for a fire-like publication until I wrote an article and then I never heard from them again because my article went against everything they believe right now, these 20 and 30-somethings. They are option traders. Seriously, they're like they're, they're advocating trading options or flipping real estate again or some other method to beat the market to reach what they call fire, which is a great goal, but not met in that way. And that means financial independence, retire early, F-I-R-E. Now, I know it is totally unlikely. I was in my 20s and 30s and thought older people were stupid, but I still it's unlikely they're going to pay any attention to this old guy on a podcast. Hey, he's an old guy on a podcast. What does he know? Oh, trust me. I've been doing this for a long, long time. And not only have I done it personally, but I have talked with tens of thousands, tens of thousands of individuals one-on-one -on, -one on my radio show. I used to be on the radio 28 hours a week talking to people about money. And I feel it's my duty to try to convince you that the only way I have found to build wealth, and this is after decades of trial and error, is by building a globally diversified, massively globally diversified portfolio of stocks of all the equities on the planet, maybe overweight, small overweight value, be international. Maybe you have a little bit in the way of bonds if your risk tolerance requires it to keep you from panicking. And then put as much money as you possibly can in that portfolio for as long as you can. And the odds become really, really good that you'll be successful. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. You can call that anytime and ask a question, but please leave as much detail as possible. And it's time for that call of the day. Yeah. Hey guys. Um, 
I'm a big fan of the show. I'm recently out of college, just started working. And my question is in regards to a little extra money that I have on a monthly basis uh, and kind of where I should direct that money. So currently, I started paying back my student loans, which um, isn't really a financial burden. The loans are about 4% rate. Um, additionally, I'm getting the employee match on a Roth 401k, and I'm maxing out my Roth IRA through Vanguard. So my question is, I have a little extra pool of money on a monthly basis, uh, and I've heard some people say that I should aggressively pay down the debt, um, but I'm more leaning toward either adding the money additionally to my 401k or just opening up an individual account in Vanguard and adding the money there. So any direction you guys can provide, I'd greatly appreciate. Um, as I said, the student loans right now really aren't a financial burden on me, and given that they're at only a 4% rate, uh, I'm really leaning toward investing the money instead and watching it grow. So any help you can provide, I'd greatly appreciate. Thank you. Now you, you are a smart investor. You're doing all the things that you should be doing. You've got that Roth 401k, you're maxing out your Roth IRA, uh, and I think it's actually, when you've got a 4% loan, it's better that you don't pay it off unless your investments won't make more or aren't expected to make more than 4%. Now, I think at your age, if your risk tolerance allows, which kind of sounds like it does, but if it doesn't, go take our risk survey or our risk quiz. I don't want to call it risk survey, risk quiz, R-I-S-Q-U-I-Z at TalkingRealMoney.com and find out what your risk tolerance is, but I'd guess it's relatively high. So if you haven't maxed out your contribution limit, you've, you're getting the match, but if you haven't maxed out your contribution limit in your 401k and it has good no-load, low-fee funds that it'll provide you with great diversification, then yeah, add to that so you get that tax-free growth. If not, though, there's nothing wrong with setting up a taxable account outside of your IRAs and your 401ks because bear in mind, if you're putting it in index type stock funds, equity funds, well diversified, you're not going to have a lot of realized capital gain events year to year to year. They're going to be small and most of your capital gains are going to accrue tax-deferred until you take some money out, and then you pay the taxes on it. So, Or when you rebalance, you'll pay some, but you can tax plan for that. So either way, either the 401k or the taxable account, but whatever you're doing, keep on doing it. Smart, smart future planning. Again, the number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, and... Now we do our word of the day. And I actually borrowed this word of the day because I liked his definition from Jason Zweig, who is a financial editor, investing editor for the Wall Street Journal. And in his book called The Devil's Financial Dictionary, he defines the word forecasting. <laughs> it's a great definition. Forecasting, the attempt to predict the unknowable by measuring the irrelevant. This task employs most people on Wall Street. I love that definition because that's exactly what forecasting is. It's trying to predict 
the unknowable, which is the future. It is absolutely 100% unknowable. And yet, most of the folks in the financial services industry pretend that they have some skill set that allows them to predict the future. Now, there have been dozens, hundreds, thousands of studies done, and I've read a lot of them. But you know what's funny is I thought most of those studies were recent. I found one that dates back to 1933, where an economist by the name of Cowles determined that market forecasters didn't do any. This is 1933, folks, that market forecasters didn't do any better than chance. Then he did another study in 1944 and determined the exact same thing. Study after study has said that market prognosticators do not and have not done any better than you would have expected just by guessing. But making that even worse, when you subtract the extra fees they charge, then their predictions actually end up performing worse than the market itself. It can't be predicted it cannot be forecasted there is and this is the time of year when the market forecasts come out of the woodwork well in 2019 i expect stocks will do x y and z no these people don't know anything oh yeah it's going to be a bear market how do they know oh it's going to be a big bull market you can get almost as many opinions on either side of that equation so how do you know who to follow you follow none of them you invest as if Things were going to go down tomorrow, and yet you take enough risks so that you can make more than putting your money in a bank account where you're guaranteed to lose. And the way you do that, I've, I can't think of anything else, is to massively diversify based on your need for risk and your tolerance of it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Remember, call 24 hours a day, seven days a week with your questions, 855-935-TALK. And if you want to learn more about what we do, Take our risk quiz, set up an appointment to talk to one of our advisors where you will not get sold anything. You will get honest-to-goodness help, and you're not going to pay anything for a meeting. We won't take you on as a client unless you pay us. But a meeting, no big deal. Uh, Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. All kinds of good stuff there. TalkingRealMoney.com. If you get a chance, please tell a friend about the podcast. And uh, we'd love it if you'd subscribe, particularly through Apple Podcasts, as they are the 800-pound gorilla in the business or the elephant in the podcast room. Take good care. I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?